Welcome to Coding Rehab. This is uh, episode 18. Uh, today we want to talk about building a team. And um, that means more than just uh, uh, a few things. So we'll get into that. But how are you doing, Amir? Spectacular. Good. Good. That's the way I like it. <laughs> Not too many spectaculars, but one is good every now and then. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so I've been thinking about, you know, what it means to build a team. And, uh, and I, I think there's, there's many parts, but one is how do you take the team you have and improve them to a point where they, they feel more like a team? You know, maybe you stepped into something you were asked to repair, or maybe you just made a move and, uh, you, or maybe you, uh, there's just the resources available to you. And the other is hiring, uh, and hiring I'm pretty passionate about, uh, because I think that, uh, how we do things or what's become the standard in the tech industry is, is pretty wrong. And it leads to some of the diversity problems we have. And it leads to like the limited of option things that we have. And I kind of want to talk about those, but first let's talk about building the team we have, you know, how do we, how do we improve those things? And I really feel that this is a leadership struggle because as, as you're trying to, get performance from your team, you're always kind of, you have this fight, you fight this inclination to micromanage when really what we want is our team to be autonomous and independent. And we want them to be guiding us on what to look at and where, where we can help. Um, and so how do you, what do you think? How do you feel? What are some of the things that we can do to incentivize autonomy? Amir? I, I think, uh, uh, the, the best way to incentivize autonomy is to, to realize that autonomy is something that you grow into it. Right. That uh, not, not, uh, not very common that a team will overnight suddenly become autonomous. And, and as a manager, I would say that uh, our job is to provide tools and processes and steps into become this uh, uh, autonomy, uh, autonomy um, kind of reliability on, on this autonomy, that's what I was trying to say, that, that is going to happen every day. So uh, we were talking, I think, two episodes back about um, what to do to make sure the team works together, to make sure everybody is interchangeable in the sense that if you need to work, uh, on a project together, you can. If you need to split, you also can. That everybody uses the same process, that everybody is uh, honing the, the same skills. And maybe you have people a bit more advanced, a, a bit less, but they all kind of going in the same direction. I think that's the kind of minimal first step. And we were talking last time about uh, trying to automate. And automation is fundamental when uh, you want to team to uh, do, do things on their own. And after you have all that, I think that our job is to put very, very, very clear uh, guidelines into how do we expect things to happen. Uh, when we have features, how are we going to know that features are moving or not? How we tell they're not moving? And uh, who should uh, stand up and say, hey, guys, listen, this is not moving. What can we do? So when you start showing that and there is very clear 
ways to look at it and there's tools to to get alerts and stuff like that like um, errors you need to get alert every time you have errors you need to know that errors are not a good idea and you need to deal with them all that stuff needs to be there and that's how you work with the team in order to say okay we have all these lights that tells how things are going everybody is responsible to make sure they're always green. By responsible, it means when you see that uh, a light is not green, talk to the team and see how you're going to deal with it. Doesn't mean you have to solve it on your own, but everybody's responsible to identify and make sure uh, everything is uh, under control. Yeah, and it's uh, almost, I mean, if I got excited about something, uh, I mean, if, if something uh, even irritated me in a way, it would be I'm, when we say clearly defined roles or goals or processes, like we really mean it. And I know a lot of people, that's something you could read in a business book, but I completely mean that exactly. Like if I'm asking somebody to do something, it is 100% my responsibility that they understand exactly what I'm asking for them to do. Totally. And if they don't, that's completely my fault. And so for me, uh, one way I evaluate if I'm being clear is I just write it down. So to me, like, and this goes into how we ask for requests and features. Like, you know, we, when we write stories, we write down what we want the person to do and what means success, you know, what, what success will mean. And this bleeds in, which we'll talk about later into hiring too. Um, but that, if you can, uh, create a behavior for yourself where it's very clear uh, what success means and what you're asking and you can get yourself into the habit of doing that, you will develop an autonomous team because they will understand this, you know, they'll understand what, what um, they will understand what to do and what to come ask you for and what to figure out on their own, because it's pretty clear uh, if, if there's an error, they understand what an error means. Um, so clearly defined roles. I, 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 I can't express the importance of that enough. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more clear expectations. And like you say, defining success is super important. Right. Because I, 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 uh, I, I had managers that they will say stuff like, uh, when I see it, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or just like throw out an idea and you can tell that they're actually thinking it through after you're doing a bunch of work each iteration, you know, when you're like, you know what, if you just thought about this beforehand, <laughs> we'd save a lot of time. Totally. And and, and I think we're, we're all to, to blame and when it's uh, uh, being vague. Yep. And I've been called more than once by, by uh, people in my team and say, <laughs> you know, you guys are right. Like, yeah. you folks are right. And uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm too vague. So when I'm vague, I'll do, I say, I'll do this contract with you. Right? I'm vague. You do what you think. And, and, and I won't get mad because I'm being vague. If, if right. you can afford that, it's fine. But more often than not, we can't. Right. We we can we're like being vague comes with 
I can't tell you anything because I was vague, so I didn't define nothing in particular. So your interpretation is as good as any. Totally. And, you know, what is a leader? Like, what is a manager? What is a leader? If if the requirement of being clear is not there, it, it's like, it's almost nothing. Like, your whole job and your whole responsibility is to create an environment that people can work. And so, like you're saying, where, you know, it's okay to be vague if you can afford it. But at the same time, you are missing out on a... a uh, the ability to be effective by not not constraining yourself or or asking or requiring of yourself to be clear and to to clearly define the scope of the work of what expectations are and um, you're also preventing your team from being autonomous and you're preventing them from depending on you and you're becoming a uh, more of a roadblock and more of a bottleneck because no one can think for themselves they have to ask you if this is what you mean Mm-hmm. It's a huge mistake. Um, so yeah, so for that part of building a team and incentivizing auton- <clears throat> autonomy is just think clearly and be very descriptive about what you want. And I think as a manager or a leader, you should really think that that is ninety percent of your job. If you can, if you can optimize yourself to manage ten teams by thinking clearly as opposed to one team because you have to be involved in every step of decisions, then uh, you're in trouble and you're not as effective as you could be. Yeah, and, and supporting every initiative to, to improve uh, what the team is doing in terms of uh, uh, automation and in terms of flags and in terms of alerts and in terms of... You need to support and, and, and make sure that because you're the model, right? They see what you do, they get inspired, or they see what you do, and they get demotivated. Yep. <laughs> and they don't want to do totally. it. So you have to be very, very clear that, that you're up for, uh, let's dedicate time to improve what it needs to be improved. Or otherwise, uh, um, if you always postpone stuff like that, they, they realize that, that you're just talking and, and, you, and you're not at actually... Uh, for it, but but you just want wanna you know uh, uh, not uh, do kind of dog footing, and you just talk about yeah. it, so that that gets uh, clear very very quickly. Yeah, you never want a scenario where your team is saying, mm, "Just give it a day, and he'll probably have a different idea, or she'll probably have a different idea." Like <laughs> you want to hope a, a video of cats. Look at that. Exactly, you want to hope that. Um, there's been thought and effort put into all expectations. And the biggest way you can win as a leader in software engineering is getting a bunch of smart people thinking for themselves and telling you how they, how you can be helpful to them. That is a, that is a fantastic scenario to be in. So I also want to talk about hiring because, you know, you have building the team that you have, but how do you get the team that you want? And, you know, I've, I've, I don't know if I'm to say I'm an expert at this, but I've done a lot of this in an area that is very competitive and difficult. And I would say in our world, we have uh, d- most definitely a diversity problem, um, but also it's it's hard to find, it's hard to solve your getting creative people in and getting people from different backgrounds and also getting people who will exceed, uh, succeed. 
And for some reason, I, I think that we have this idea as um, people who are interviewing for hiring people that we say, I want this person to know all the things that I know really well. And we set them up for failure by doing that yeah. because almost nobody knows exactly what you know, <laughs> except for a lot of the people you know. <laughs> and, 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 they will, and they will lie to you in the interview. Totally. And, and, and is that really what you want? And so my, how we've had a lot of success is we have, and here we go back to being clear, we have clearly written down our expectations of this role, like what the person specifically is going to be doing, at least for the first year and, and what that looks like. And so an example is you could say, I want a software engineer. But what you might end up finding out that what you really need is you need somebody to go out and talk with your customer and you want them to write down how they're uh, interacting with this tool and then to come back and uh, program that or, or something like that. But you find out, you know, as you're writing down the actions the person's going to uh, commit or, or follow, you're not specifically looking for someone with a computer science degree from uh, Stanford, right? There's a lot of wiggle room where uh, there are people who are maybe are better at communicating with, with a customer than, uh, than you, for example. And so if you can clearly define those behaviors and then you write down a job description that will prove those behaviors, and then you also ask interview questions that actually test against those behaviors, you open up your pool to a lot of different people. Uh, would you agree, Amir? I, I, I totally agree. I think that uh, sometimes uh, when we write uh, those uh, requirements uh, for a job, they, they, they even um, are not aligned between themselves. they contradictory. Yeah. And, totally. And, and, and you say, how am I going to get all this together? Yeah. And, and uh, thinking that way, uh, I think, like you said, is it, a very weird filter and is a very weird producer of people that will say, well, this doesn't make sense. I'll apply anyways and see what happens. Totally. You, you almost, you wanted one thing and you got the other, right? You expected A, but you got B. You wanted a great person, but you got a person willing to lie a little bit. <laughs> or you, totally you got a person. And, and, yeah. and more, more than that, I, I used to do a lot of uh, kind of advice, uh, people that, that was looking for software jobs. And and, and then I would say, you know what, you, you want to go and, and, and lie, go. That's fine. Just You need to measure you have uh, enough to back you up when the time comes that you have somebody that can call you on it. So you yeah. decide, you, you decide it's a game like, like any other game. Yep. And you decide uh, what you want to do. And, and I'm amazed by uh, finding uh, this idea that, uh, that we do that for software development without any interview, prior interview, not even checking a resume, they have to code. They have to code, and I'm amazed by the results. I'm amazed by how many people we have filtered by that. 
and that, that they get uh, turned off by it. And even when, when we met some of them, and then they they looked great and they promised and, and the love that they have for closure and whatnot. And then the exercise was completely different. Yeah, and we're not, and to be clear, we're, we're not talking about, so for the coding exercise, it's something that could take you under an hour, right? Like well, uh, Totally, uh, take you under an hour. You can go online and do research, see other solutions. Um, right. Then write it on your own. You could do lots of things. It's, it's by right. by any means is uh, uh, hard in a way that that you won't find any help. So I'm, I'm I'm still amazed. I wish that we would have something like that when the, there are other roles, right? Like uh, I don't know, yeah. analyst or a project manager or something like that that we could give them like a test. Yeah, something. To and- do. My 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 dream was always that. For me, uh, uh, hiring, right, is like dating a bit. Yep. Right? That you want to find the other side attractive. They want to find you attractive. Uh, but you don't want to get married yet. And yeah. uh, we would like to see how it goes. But unfortunately, with, uh, with, with work, uh, you don't have two, three months to, to test it out. And I would love to have that. I would love to have... Uh, a period where uh, I know how you put rules so everything is fair, but a period when the company can say, yeah, I don't think we work well together, and the person can say, yeah, I don't think we work well together, and it's totally fine. Yeah, uh, I agree that that would be definitely beneficial, um, and that would that would help things because it's also, I mean, we're talking about something that we don't, don't do but would be nice but it also is is kind to both people both parties you know when you're dating like this because you're giving someone the opportunity maybe someone doesn't stand up in front of a whiteboard well but they really work hard you're giving someone that opportunity totally and then for them to show you and and for you to show how you are as a company as well right right because uh i i try to be completely honest in the interview I would right. never say like all my projects are great and there's no stuff that is not boring because I don't gain anything for, for that person coming in to be disappointed later. Yep, I agree. Um, I think another way to look at it too, of being clear, and also with your team, like if you can't lay out the roles and responsibilities of your team on a piece of paper, I'm not saying you need to write it on a piece of paper, but you have work to do as a leader to make sure you understand how you're going to execute and what, what your team does, you know, like you should at least have a plan at all times and that plan can change and be updating, but you need to have a strategy uh, to be thinking about it. And at times when you write down the roles and responsibilities, you may find that you actually don't even want a software engineer, you know, and what would be horrible is if you pay and you hire a software engineer and when in fact you wanted an analyst or you wanted a product person um, and you could have used that as an opportunity to get kind of different uh, backgrounds and different people into your team uh, to help you solve problems uh, differently. But instead you just cookie cutter hire somebody else. Yeah. Now, if you want a software engineer, then you know, you want to do specific things, but 
uh, going back to being clear, if you can clearly define the actual things that this person will do, uh, you leave yourself open to a lot of different types of backgrounds and different people that you can bring into your team. Yeah, and the, the key, I think, is to, to look for potential, right? Potential yep. and talent. Talent, that, for sure. That, that combination. And uh, if he doesn't know everything about software, but can learn and somehow yep. proves to you that can learn, I will be more than open to say, yeah, sure. How, how long do you need? And he will say, oh, yep. in two weeks I can show you. That's great. Yep. I, I prefer, like you said, here's a list of what I want. You don't have it now. You want to come back in a month, in two months, and, and show me that you have it? I, I think it's a great idea. Totally. So, so think about how your job description, how your interview process, and how your questions enable people with talent to also have a chance. Mm-hmm. And, and we're saying talent in different areas, but ability to, to achieve and to succeed. And if you can't find a way, so for example, if you have a resume littered with 50 different tools, you've eliminated people with talent without the exact background, right? So there's some thought and some adjustments adjustments that need to go there so that you can build the successful team that you want. Well, um, that's it for building a team. Uh, Thanks, Amir. Appreciate your time. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. See you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.